Go away from my window. Go away from my door. Go away, way, way back and bother me no more. Welcome to Cafe Ribbit. In this episode, I asked strangers on the streets of Philadelphia, which of your professional behaviors translate well to your personal relationships? I hope you enjoy this interview. If you have an answer for this question, I would love to hear it over email or read it over email. Please send it to jack at caferibbit.com. Okay, which of your professional behaviors translate well to your personal relationships? For me, it's my organizational skills. Ah. Yeah, I think my job requires me, because I, I manage a mid-century modern furniture store, like on 1600 uh, Western Wright Avenue, it's called the Modern Republic. Okay. Um, and a lot of it, every day is like playing Tetris for furniture. We're getting a lot of stuff in like every week. So just trying to like keep it presentable. Uh, we usually open on the weekends, so like throughout the week, it's just a lot of like shuffling. Um, but then like I realize when I get home, as she gets to see is I'm consistently like always rearranging stuff all the time and consistently always changing it and she just has to deal with it so at least she deals with it as best as she can but so you say that does translate well to your personal relationships or does not um I think so because it gives us personally a balance you know because I think she's more organized in a lot of other ways that I'm not uh I think it's more so physically for me but hers more mentally I think I don't I'm not good at prioritizing like time or like um, our task as well as she is, okay. but she is. But when it comes to like the space, I can I can deal with that a bit better than she, she can, yeah. Do you have an answer for what professional behaviors translates well to your personal relationships? Yeah, um, I'd probably say my communication skills. Okay. Um, having to talk to people every day with respect, because I work at a floral studio okay. called Walter Pine. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and having to talk to people every day and be on my best behavior helped me learn how to talk to my partner respectfully. <laughs> and I think that helps us in our relationship. Yeah. Are there times when maybe it's more appropriate to not be on your best behavior in a personal relationship? Um... No, I think I think I think respect goes a long way. Yeah. And the way you word things is important. Your tone's important. Um, I think you can get your point across, your feelings across, um, still being, you know, mindful of the other person's feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which of your professional behaviors translates well to your personal relationships? Being direct. Okay, and can you give an example on both sides when you're direct in your workplace and when you're direct with friends or family? Um, sure. When I need or want something from somebody, it used to cause me anxiety thinking about how I would 
go about addressing, approaching the situation or um, broaching them, but I was wasting time and frequently also getting embroiled in emotional um, territory that didn't even need to actually be broached because I was foreseeing problems that weren't even going to come to pass or thinking about things in a way that they weren't even viewing the, the, you know, like the other when I would person wasn't person, thinking they were in a totally different mindset than I was. Yeah. And I would get myself quite tangled and then find out that when I did broach the subject, you know, I would couch it in so much and, <laughs> and be so emotionally frazzled uh-huh. and they would be like, no problem. Or they would come from a totally different place than I was anticipating. I was like, well, I'm wasting so much time and energy. And so I started dealing with things like ripping off a bandage and things got a lot better. So at work, if somebody is doing something in a way that I think is inefficient or um, annoying a bigger group of people, then I just have to be like, hey, you know, that's not efficient. Hey, that's annoying to everybody. You need to change the way that you're managing that. Um, Can you give an example of both of when maybe you were ruminating too much and then when you were able to be more direct? Actually, the way that my brain shifted over time was how much I've come to appreciate people who mark up papers for me. So when when people redline papers, um, you know, sometimes you'll be like, oh, they marked it up so much. I must have done horrible. But sometimes I'm like, that was like a true gift, like how much they put into this and like like a lot to think about here, you know, like this all this extra brain work. And um, so I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like I've kind of, now I think of it as like, I'm giving them the viewpoint of another person outside of them. It's professional feedback and it will help them grow if they take it, possibly, maybe not, you know, but so um, I guess in the work environment, I don't want to get too specific because I don't want somebody yeah. to think that I'm talking about them for sure. But there's a, you know, I would say generally speaking, I've had a quite a few things where I historically would have gotten a little too embroiled with them emotionally but now I just think I like you have to stop doing that like you have to put that away you know like you you know like just just for the sake of efficiency because I want to help that person grow and I think honestly at home it's the same thing like I want my husband and my relationship to be wonderful and so I want him to know what I want I want me and my daughter to have like a smooth great relationship and so I want her to know like what I think is the best way to do something now they can take it or leave it right too like and if they you know, I will also have to give them feedback about how I feel about that stuff too. And I like to come back to me too. Like, so I like for people to give me direct feedback as well. I consider that a gift when people tell you how they feel as well. Well, I'm a small landlord. And what I've learned over the years is like when I talk to people not to personalize things and everybody's got a different situation. And uh, so it's a, it's actually been sort of helpful for me, I think, to uh, to know that like if if somebody's late with the rent or you know he can't make the rent or you know has a problem with the toilet or something like that, uh, you know I know that what's their life is their life. It's not personal to me. I just try to you know work with them and take care of it, and uh, and it helps me. It has helped me understand that you know people have their lives. I'm I'm. I'm secondary to their life and they're secondary to mine. And so I, I know, you know, ironically, it helps me center. So are you saying you're able to give people a little more leeway in your personal relationships? Like you're not this 
you're not the center of their lives. Yeah, and well, that's exactly right. I learned that like everybody's central to his own story. Yeah. And one of the things I've got about that is they want to make sure the heat's on. They want to make sure there's no bugs. They don't dislike me, but I just don't enter their their mind unless, you know, there's an issue with the rent or the bugs or the roof or or they lock, got locked out or something like that. And they and they have their friends and they have their life. And and I've interacted with dozens and dozens of people that way over the years. And uh, and I understand, you know, where the boundaries are. I don't invite them over for drinks. They don't invite <laughs> me over for drinks, but we like each other when we see each other. Yeah. So that's uh, that's something I know. And with my friends, I know my friends are the people I invite over for drinks and I go over for drinks. But I still know they have lives that are separate from mine. And yeah. Their concerns are essential to them, and mine are for me. So I, you know, I learn about boundaries and stuff. The harmonica you're hearing right now is from a street performer in Philadelphia. I met him in Washington Square. If you like Cafe Ribbit, you can receive it regularly over email. Just go to caferibbit.com and put your email address and first and last name in the sign-up form. I'd also really appreciate you leaving a review on Apple Podcasts so more people can find the show. I'm a journalist and I think I naturally ask questions and I'm a listener rather than a talker. Okay. Um, so I'm always trying to get details and information and stories from my friends. So I think beneficially, they're a, I'm not stealing the spotlight from anybody. On the other hand, a lot of my friends say, tell me about you, tell me what's on <laughs> your mind. You never talk about your problems. So I think that it can also be a barrier in that sense that I'm not used to opining and like yeah. I'm doing now. Um, when I do an interview, I like to have a conversation with somebody, but you're taught, as you are, you know, to always have the focus be on the person who's talking. So I'm more of a listener than a talker, which I guess to sum up could even be beneficial or not beneficial to my personal relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I found that doing this project, sometimes it's helpful when I share my answer because right. people want to also off of that and... yeah want to feed off of it and want to see that you're going to be vulnerable too right because you're approaching a random person on the street asking something personal right. give me something too right <laughs> well come on shoot what's your name i'm you're, jack you're allowed to tell your yeah. name what are, what's oh, a yeah. professional behavior that <laughs> has um, been beneficial in your personal relationships well the first one that comes to mind is also what doesn't translate well um so i was an after school teacher at friend select school near love park and i tend to prioritize the order of the classroom rather than the fun right so often <laughs> the kids would salute me oh. as if i was like their military leader yeah. and i really wasn't that bad or that serious but kids like to exaggerate yeah. things and I find that sometimes that seriousness comes up in my personal relationships. And I just wish it didn't, because yeah. I want to be goofy. Yeah. Um, 
because I know that's inside me too. Right. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that, yeah, Jack. Of <laughs> yeah. Well, and for what it's worth, self-awareness. If you if you feel that you're aware about yourself in that way, then you know it's something. Yeah. Nobody's your life isn't about working on yourself all the time. But if you're aware of that, like I'm aware, I talk a lot, and so. I try to be aware, being aware of that at least, as opposed to being clueless about it, yeah. you know, at least means that you, you can know when to stop because other people want to get going, like right. we're going to go. But in your case, if you feel like you're a little too serious, at least you know that, you, you know, it's something that you should be mindful of and, and say, okay, now it's time to not be so serious. Or when you go out with friends, and you don't have to worry about who sits where, you know, let's make sure the waiter comes right over because, yeah. you, you know, who cares, you know? <laughs> so so being, being self-aware is, is the most important thing, uh -huh. so. So which of your professional behaviors translates well to your personal relationships? Well, I work as a gardener and so um, it might get a bit philosophical but a big part of gardening is um knowing when to kind of uh get rid of things at a good time you know <laughs> it's a big part of it uh -huh. and it happens every year you know seasons things like that so kind of works in cycles a bit but yeah getting rid of things like pruning um sometimes you need to know when to prune your life a little bit you know <laughs> whether it be people or habits or you know anything thoughts even um it can be very um, beneficial to know when to address things and when to get rid of things. So pruning, gardening, that kind of thing. So what are you literally pruning right now? And what have you recently pruned from your life? Um, what am I literally pruning right now? Well, I've done some shrubs, you know, things like that. Um, hydrangeas, it's a good time to cut back your hydrangeas. Um, a lot of um, other like arborvitaes and evergreens, things like that. Some wisteria. Okay. Very good to prune back your wisteria. <laughs> um, and then within my own personal life, well, you know, relationships, people that can really just put a drain on you, you know. Yeah, be specific. Be specific. <laughs> no names, of course. No names. But something that someone could relate to. Maybe they're going through something similar. Hmm. I think right now it's really important to recognize that kind of thing in your professional life, you know, be it like coworkers or bosses or a toxic workplace environment. You really need to know how to address those kinds of things. And it seems like the public consciousness is kind of becoming more aware of those types of relationships that can develop like toxic workplace and, or like a bad boss, you know, I feel like in jobs I've had, it's been hard to kind of remove my boss's like personal behavior from the job itself so maybe a separation between the people that you're you work under and how they are as a person and how they treat you as like their your boss as well you know if that makes sense have you found a way to remove yourself a little bit in this job so you're not always feeling their looming presence interesting i will say this is my current job is probably the best job I've ever had so I really haven't had to do that too much um yeah you're sitting outside on a sunny day on a bench <laughs> on a Monday <laughs> yeah I'm lucky enough to have um three-day weekends and um things like that um my own job 
I don't know, you know, I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm pretty fortunate. I feel, it feels like a big family, to be honest. I mean, sometimes that can be a bad thing. I'm kind of, you know, eating my words a little bit, but sometimes it can feel like, oh, mom and dad, you know, <laughs> and they're fighting again. And so it can get a bit awkward and tense, you know, like any family situation. So yeah, it can be good to at least acknowledge those types of things and maybe look at it in a bigger picture kind of way and remind yourself that, you know, it's just another day of work, really. It doesn't have to be any more dramatic than that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Professional behaviors. I guess, um, uh, being uh, outwardliness, being, uh, so being friendly, being open, mm -hmm. um, you know, having a uh, friendly demeanor mm -hmm. translates to my personal, but then I think that's because it's part of my personality. I'm pretty, yeah. pretty much a people person. I enjoy people a lot. You know, people, you know, as people, we have good days and bad days, but, you know, I try to keep a positive, mm -hmm. upbeat attitude. And can you describe how your friendliness uh, is enacted in your business? Describe your business for people? Well, I think that with businesses, no matter what type of business you're in, the most important thing is to always be uh, judgmental. Always non-judgmental. Non-judgmental. Be non-judgmental. Um, never assume anything. Mm -hmm. um, people come in, like in the variety of business, people come in, certain, they get the service that they know, like a restaurant, for instance, you go and you eat and you know what you want and you go to that place. But with retail, in any type of retail business, you don't really know that. It's, it's, more, um, it's more people's taste. Yeah, I came in and you said, we have old and new. Yeah, so I, I, I open up with that just to show people that there's a variety of things in here and you know, for them to feel comfortable to take their time. Mm -hmm. Because you said yourself, you know, you opened further by saying your mom was an antique dealer and I said, uh, yeah, unfortunately I don't specialize in antiques, <laughs> but, um, you know, we have a variety of things. So, you know, it's just like a... As I said, you are welcome to the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's how I feel about it. Thank you for listening all the way through, and thank you interviewees for sharing your thoughts and stories. The musical frog sound effects were created by Michael Hudson Casanova and Jeff Sims. Please share Cafe Ribbit with a friend. Until next time, tschüss.